Rona Geeks proudly presents Marvel's What If Episode 2. The following audio may contain coarse language and other materials that may not be for a younger audience. The opinions expressed in this audio are solely those of the speakers involved. These conversations may contain spoilers for current media such as games, comics, movies, television shows, and more. Grown Geeks makes no claim to ownership of any of the various media, simply the opinions dis expressed. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, be sure to check out our Facebook group, hit one of those QR codes, join one of the 1300 strong, and still keep on growing there. And if you join the 1300 strong, be sure to swing on over to YouTube. We got 143, that's barely over 10%. Anytime you guys move on over, give us a like, give us a sub, hit that notification bell so you can be sure not to miss any of our amazing content going on up there. And if you want to see the audio only, here's our beautiful list of everything that we're on due to anchor.fm slash geeks. Without further ado, Marvel What If Episode 2, we have Sam Morgan joining the panel today. Able to have him be on a call. How you doing, Sam? I'm I'm doing better. I'm in a recovery stage right now, so I've had some free time to sit and just enjoy some some TV, some video games, playing my Xbox today. Always a good day indeed when you finally get to rest and relax, but we all wish it was under better circumstances, I'm assuming. Of course. <laughs> and below me we have the man, the myth. The Marvel, and as all things Marvel, he's always here. Will Parker, how you doing? I'm bad, I'm chilling, man, I'm chilling. And then I am Brent, I am your host. I am the one whose voice you get annoyed with every time you hear your anchor advertisement ad and all over everything gag on these balls with Tony and what's the topics and just running tech and audio and just having a good old conversation with you grown a geeks about Marvels. What if... Episode 2. What if T'Challa became Star-Lord? I have to say, hell of an episode. A hell of an episode. Um, to open up, Will, what were your um, initial thoughts on it? Um, I like the way that it started out um, with uh, T'Challa's explorative personality. Uh, I thought it was great that they set him up to, you know, just, you know, hey, this is what kind of stuff I'm interested in. This is with that. I want to explore. I want to do this with that. And he was given the opportunity to explore by an unconventional means with that. It just, the show just really took off from there. And uh, it was fantastic the entire time. So definitely a shout out to uh, Matthew Chauncey who, uh, who wrote it. So with that, like, that was fantastic the way that he set it up and the way it just carried. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts on this episode? Um, I was very impressed by the idea that regardless of the circumstances that we see the characters, the characters are still very much who they are. Uh, we become so, you know, there's so much that's associated with particular characters. I mean, you know, Steve Rogers has always been uh, Captain America and to see how he would act from the first episode if he, in fact, weren't the super soldier. It didn't change who he really was. He did the same types of things. And so with this episode, getting to see who T'Challa was at heart, 
who the character is. Like Will pointed out, he was very much an explorer, very much a scientist, and you know was still very good natured and wanted to help people, wanted to do more for others. Um, was not selfish. Was not. Um, did not have the personality that we might have associated with the character of Star Lord. Um, and that brought a brand new presence to the character as a whole. But at the end of the day, it was still T'Challa being T'Challa. And I thought that was a very nice touch. And it, it really helped to bring in what the watcher stated at the beginning of the episode. You know, is it nature and nurture? So, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was a hell of an episode, and uh, I'm sure I can speak for everybody here when I say, man, was it good to hear Chadwick Boseman's voice. Um, it was everything you remember that it was, and he, they did the character and the person correctly, and they did it in a respectful manner, and they made sure at the very end of the episode to throw up how much they really loved and appreciated working with Chadwick Boseman on anything, as I'm sure most of his co-stars and everyone who knew him knew he was just that kind of human being, that he would have wanted things to continue, but continue in a way that was respectful of everything that had, that had happened. And right. it was definitely hilarious to see that opening, ep opening like scene from Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like the Peter Quill moment of, Star-Lord, and he's like, who? As opposed to literally, he just turns around now, Star-Lord, the most famous man in the universe. Yeah. And like all of his different exploits that went on with it, and like I was not expecting to see Josh Brolin on this episode as Thanos in any capacity, let alone still being the way he was, but for a good cause. And then the collector picked up a P90X membership and just went to town trying to get buff for some unknown reason. But uh, any particular scene that stuck out for you, Sam? I know I talked a little bit about the opening part of this episode. Um, honestly, I think the introduction of the characters, when we see everyone sitting around at the at the bar, he's you know got a new recruit. Uh, he now has Korath the Pursuer as part of his team of ravagers and they're sitting around we get uh taser face is back uh he's there um craglin is there you've got um karen jillian's character uh nebula she's there and of course she's calling t'challa cha cha so obviously there's a little bit of history there uh, as you pointed out Thanos comes walking in Yandu's there, and what's what's very impressive about the scene is that dynamic between everyone. You can see that T'Challa is the glue that holds this team together. That they would probably all go awry if it weren't, you know, if he weren't the central cog to kind of keep everything flowing and moving. Um, there's a there's a segment where Nebula and Thanos are having a conversation. He's like, wait, that's your daughter? And they're both like adopted. And you can kind of see that there's a little bit of tension there, but T'Challa comes in and you know says the right thing and everybody's good again. 
So just seeing that whole team dynamic, that was probably one of the most interesting moments in the entire episode, just because they're at this bar, you know, and all of the, it's almost like that's where all the cameos are because you have Drax in there, you know, and it, and it's, it's a, a clear indication that this is an alternate reality, an alternate timeline, if you will, or, you know, one of the many infinite universes that have spawned. And I, I just, I found myself like really paying attention to that scene, trying to catch everyone who was in it, listening carefully. And of course I came back later and found that it's pretty impressive roster of voices. Like just about everyone was, it was their actual actor voicing their character. So I was quite impressed by that as well. Disney just doing Disney things. They just know how to make things get going and get going good. And man, if Kevin Feige has not done a phenomenal job with everything going on. What about you, Will? Any scene that stuck out to you? I mean, uh, I think my favorite scene uh, out of all of it is, I mean, it has to be Thanos. I swear that. I mean, I was just... It was done so well and so like that. And I only say scene, just him as a character and so like that, and him trying to explain his positioning as to why <laughs> he was doing what he was doing. And you see it throughout various points in the show and so like that, freaking. But the fact that T'Challa just had a conversation with him and was able to convince Thanos to, like, it didn't take an axe in the chest from freaking Thor. It didn't take freaking a bunch of, you know, bloodshed by freaking, you know, Tony Stark. So that, like, it literally was a conversation that T'Challa had so that to convince the Mad Titan, which I love the illusion they, they did in there uh, to the Mad Titan, so that um, to really let him be a part of this cast and stuff like that and really kind of set this stage going forward. And to see Thanos and, again, it's more character development for him. You see him with his relationship to nebula and stuff like that and it's like there's is it's, it's a polar opposite than what we got from the mcu so that you know he'll take her apart and like okay like, you're not good enough but you know he's got more of a you know like yeah i wasn't the best father but i'm still trying to be here for you type vibe and stuff like that and you know i am sacrificed myself hey get out of here i'll i'll handle this and then, you know, shows that she cares because he came back. So everything involved with Thanos was just yeah. was really good. And so that really fun. And uh, I liked it. I love how every time, like, they had an opportunity to, and, like, he would, they would show him just finishing his whole spiel and be like, it's genocide. And he's like, no, no, it's just efficient. It's fine. And it's like, and it's random. So it's not like I'm just picking people I don't like. So he still believed that he had something to it, but... Clearly, whatever conversation he had with T'Challa swung him. Because, like, for me, it was the scene where T'Challa was being held by the Collector, and the Collector hit his wristwatch. And then he opened up his little vaults of, like, weapons, and he had Captain America's shield. He had Mjolnir. He had Drax's... Well, no, he had the uh, Dark Elf's, like, so, like, little dagger thing. Like, he had a whole yeah. plethora of weapons, and you're just like... Wait, how, how in the world did you get these things? was the, my, my first question, but also they explained it fairly well and that when Thanos was like, yeah, once I stepped down, there was a power vacuum. So he stepped up. So, it, and, it, and it made sense and like the very ending scene that they had with actual Peter Quill meeting Ego, it was just like, 
well, that's going to have a couple implications there. Like, that's that's going to be a thing that everyone's going to have to deal with here shortly because Ego's plan's going to be probably pretty flawless at this point because there's no one to convince Peter of anything else going on. So that was definitely a thing. Um, with everything that's going on with this what-if property, is there anything that stuck out to you guys that you're just overall very, very impressed with? And I'm going to start with you, Will. I mean, I'm impressed with them taking, they basically took the Marvel stories that they've already come up with so at that, and they've rewritten them in a different fashion. And the fact that they've rewritten this short, you know, animated series and so at that in a fashion that's still MCU caliber, that's what that, um, They've written it in a way they've used, like it wasn't, it's not other voice actors or something like that. Freaking like it's the same voice actors who voice those characters in the MCU, uh, everything for the most part, so like that. And the fact that they're still, they're, they're still doing the lead up and so like that. Like they're giving us the pieces and so like that. They're letting us know what's available and so like that. We're getting the cameos and so like that. Like everything that they're doing and so like that is setting up for something in the bigger picture and so like that. And I really can't wait to see like, how it all shakes out and so that like i think this is a really big point and so like that and uh, a lot of characters are going to get to shine in a way that um that shows that it doesn't have to be the standard ones that we're used to and so like that i think captain you know you know peggy carter and so like that is really shining doing her thing t'challa as star lord is really doing you know his thing so like that and we've got you know more coming up and so like that we don't know who's going to be good who's going to be bad let's say again the big bad could be you know hey loki's you know peter quill and freaking gamora facing off against star lord freaking t'challa freaking you know thanos and captain carter like who fucking knows it's a fucking flip and i love it like i'm here for it because right now anything can happen this is their version of the universe so that nothing is set in stone and i feel like we're going to be in for a couple more surprises that are really going to be good oh yeah because they've all they've revealed all these different characters so far and they bring the mad titan all the way into episode two and this is like i believe what an eight to ten episode series so uh, nine got, episodes for remember yeah they got a lot of things planned for us and just like we saw with wandavision we don't really know what to expect when marvel goes outside of its usual bag so uh, anything that's particularly stuck out to you sam um kind of tying on to my earlier point and as will pointed out uh the, the thing that sticks out to me the most is that this is not marvel animation this is animated mcu so these stories, the the caliber of story that's being written, the, you know, in a sense, you could almost even say the budget that's behind this, it's it's pretty big, you know what I'm saying? Because these are not, these aren't things that are just being written for the sake of, you know, like, ooh, let's put something else out. These are literal moments from the MCU that are all based on a decision one moment changes everything in this particular timeline. Each of these stories, you know, having watched Loki, we now have a word for it. Each of these stories is a variant of a movie, a, a series, a show of something that is well-established and well-known in the MCU. And we're seeing something very simple. Um, 
the fact that they're able to, you know, they, they're able to maintain that consistency by keeping the voice actors, by having the people who played these live action roles be these characters, voice actors, it helps to create that seamless transition that your mind needs to keep you engaged and keep you a part of what's going on and, you know, have you right there in the story. Um, you know, Haley Atwell doing all the talking for Peggy Carter, Sebastian Stan doing all the talking for Bucky Barnes, D Digimon uh, Hansu as Korath the Pursuer, you know, like having Chadwick Boseman voice T'Challa, it made that character come to life in a way that would not have been possible had it just been a voice actor. And that's, you know, no, no hit against the people who haven't been back, you know, because whoever was voicing Steve Rogers in the first one, he did a great job, you know, because he wasn't Chris Evans, but he gave you that same feeling. And ultimately, that's what they're looking for. And it, I just feel like it hits home a little bit better when you can get the actual voice actor. So as you pointed out, kudos to Kevin Feige in maintaining that seamless transition once again. And having um, uh, the narrator, the watcher, um, Jeffrey Wright as the watcher, that's just, that's, I don't know. He's somebody that I feel like gets overlooked as far as his voice work, but I think he's right there in the same caliber of like, if there were people who could narrate my life, he's on that list, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even you could have make an argument that Josh Brolin could even be somebody that whose voice you'd be like, yeah, I could be interested in that. Like, yeah. it's like it's not gonna do it a disservice, but I've just been impressed with Marvel's storytelling capabilities and their character development and how adequately they're just like, yeah, Yondu just went to go do his thing, so that was normal, but somehow they ended up in Wakanda instead of the United States, and they saw this little kid and picked him up and then yonder was like eh, well we got a kid so it's fine it's got it's two like, see holes two hear holes one eat hole <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic yeah i was like well all right and it's like it's pretty obvious that in the alien world they do not see race of any kind they're just like that's a kid we got a kid like mission accomplished right and then taser face straight up said all humans look alike to me yeah so then we just literally just moved on and the next thing you know T'Challa ended up saving the galaxy without even picking up a blaster so I mean the man the man knows how to do his work and he's clearly proven himself as one of Marvel's smartest entities period Yo. so do not that mess with Black Panther Look, that Star rocket Wars. knee that rocket knee that was beautiful oh, yeah. <sighs> cause yeah, I was like was, what was is he nice. winding up for and the next thing you see it and you're just like ooh you know that hurt. That readjusted everything in the collector's face. But hey, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but with this episode being one of Chadwick's last works, is there anything more that we want to discuss while we are good on time? We have a good 10-minute window here where we can discuss the impact of Chadwick Boseman and his work. And Sam, you look like you are very eager to discuss Chadwick. Well, it's it's just the, the What If series as a whole, I think is going to 
you know, as Will kind of pointed out, these stories may not be connected directly, but I do feel by the end of this series, there's going to be a connection. Like I would, I would love to have another episode that features T'Challa, uh, Star Lord T'Challa. Um, honestly, I'd like to have another episode that had Peggy Carter. She was she was fantastic in the first one. I like that Look, character. They're not done. They're not done. Look, right, I, and so I, it's, most of the artwork that's leaked, there is at least a picture of everyone in a group together, but it doesn't show that, what, what they're call doing that. or who they're fighting. Nope. And Come so, together. and so it's you know it's it's hard it's it's too early at this point to say that you know I I feel very confident that I'm going to get more T'Challa, and as a result, it's very difficult for me to. I don't want to get too excited and too hopeful for more, but I feel like more is coming, so I will just wait and take what they give me um he's gonna show up he's gonna talk some shit to somebody he's gonna talk some shit to thor watch <laughs> i could see it you know and i mean if nothing else we know that we're going to be back in wakanda at some point because we got to see king killmonger and you know it's king killmonger though and he flew off well i mean like okay if we just go by the context clues you know like you said the leaked promo whatnot it's it's gonna be kill kingmonger and or you know like what was it he wasn't black panther he was the golden leopard or whatever it was his costume was um so if we end up back there and since he's now already made the trip back to wakanda there's a very real possibility that him you know inner inner space inner stellar travel is you know like he can return to earth whenever he takes a trip. He goes back to Earth. He goes to visit his family on Earth. Whether or not he stays or goes back out, who's to say? And so it's possible that, you know, there could be a reunion in that fashion. I want Killmonger so, Iron Man. Like, that's That would be freaking fun. He's most, he meets up with Tony Stark at some point. So that, that could be a thing. You give me Killmonger's Iron Man, I'm going to lose my shit. And and that would work. You know what? I mean, maybe he'll be War Machine. Something. Give me something. You know, I'm I'm with it. And the thing is, if he's if he is just King Killmonger, simply because he was in Wakanda at the time and he has the royal the royal seat because T'Challa's off in space, all that fits. Everything they're doing kind of works together, you know. And it's already safe to say, like the Avengers probably wouldn't have gotten formed the way we would think they would be formed because there was no cap. Um, we have There's Captain Carter. Cap. <laughs> right. We have Captain Carter, who's like a one-man Avengers, uh, or one-woman Avengers, excuse me. Um, and she's if she's doing her thing, we still know that S.H.I.E.L.D. is still formed because we see Nick Fury and we see Hawkeye. So if Nick Fury and Hawkeye are still there, he still may be trying to do the Avengers initiative, but would not have, would not necessarily have a Tony Stark who would show up as Iron Man to bring in because technically, since they already would have had Hydra Stomper, the blueprints 
and the plans and everything would have already been done by Howard. So it makes sense that Tony would have just improved upon those plans. And then it would make perfect sense for him to put a test pilot in it and not pilot it himself because he may never have ended up in that desert. So there's a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like if he doesn't get that shrapnel in his chest, he does not build the Iron Man suit. That's And that's the whole beauty of this what if series we could sit here and speculate all of the possible scenarios that create all of these little branching timelines and which ones we're going to see are are the ones that they've decided to write the nine episodes or the 10 episodes that we're going to get for this series but there's so much red string that yeah you sit here and let me play with it long enough i'll i'll make i'll make it connect i'll make it all work because Marvel's built such a <laughs> solid universal foundation that literally you could do just about anything. And yeah. you could still have certain validity for any and all types of arguments. So for someone who can weave a story like you can and someone who knows the comics like Will does, like there's a lot of possibilities with this series and everything that they can do. Looking forward, what do we have on deck, Will? What is episode uh episode three has to do with the loki invasion i believe so we're gonna see what happens when loki apparently from what i've seen uh he comes in not like raging with the army he comes in to talk about his invasion diplomacy diplomacy apparently is the word that uh diplomatic loki variant just out there going loud and proud so yeah, we're just gonna see how this uh, how this plays out. Because uh, there's there's definitely some stuff we could try and throw out a couple predictions for, but at the same time, like I'm just gonna let Marvel take me on this amazing tale, and I'm just gonna be happy with what I've seen. This is one of the better animated series that's come out from them, because I know most of us saw the Modok series when that came out, and I have to say yeah, it was. Uh, wasn't all that impressed by that, so I didn't. I, I didn't feel like it deserved its own uh, panel or its own. I review. think the the comedy show that Modok was attempting to be Robot Chicken. Yeah, it, Seth it's, Green's fingerprints were all over it. I was about to say it has a very very specific formula that it was aiming for, and I f- I feel like they hit that formula fairly well. It's not as funny as I wanted it to be. It's somewhere along the lines of like the Brack show, you know. It was something, but it wasn't what we're all hoping for. Because with how much like it but was see, being that's, promoted, that's also, like, eh. and that's also why I point out that this is Marvel Studios, not Marvel Animation. It just happens that it's animated, but this is every bit of. Marvel Studios. So the same people who were in charge of the MCU is in charge of this. It just happens that it's animated. So whoever did Miss Minutes and did some of the commercials for WandaVision and stuff like that, it's that group. They got more money to draw more stuff. <laughs> and clearly but, they are they know what they're doing and they've done yeah. an exceptional job. I don't really feel like there's anything else we really need to talk about. Is there anything pressing that you guys want to discuss on this episode other than we are so ecstatic to hear Chadwick come back no I, th- I think this one 
was I was a little bit more impressed with the way this story came together based on, you know, it ties in a couple of different stories because it crosses, you know, all the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. And by having Thanos, you cover your Avengers, your in-game, your Infinity War. It draw it draws all of those together in a single story. Whereas the first one, Captain Carter, really only covers two Cap- stories. Captain America, and then it touches the Avengers. Just that one and moment. And see, even then I was I would say Captain America and maybe Winter Soldier. There's like a line or two in there. But yeah, I feel like this one covered more ground. And I think it did a better job of covering more in the story than the first one did. So I can't really say that it's a better episode, but it, it covered more ground. And so I give it, I would give it, it has more points available to it. Uh, Will, you got anything you would like to add on or do you feel like we've covered this pretty succinctly? Give me more. Yeah, give me more. Um, I'm very happy with everything we've seen with Marvel's What If. Can't wait to recap tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. What am I talking about? Next week, we'll be doing the midnight showing, so be sure to like this video. Be sure you're subscribed to the YouTube page so you don't miss out on anything. And to double-check and always ensure you're not going to miss anything, ring that notification bell. We appreciate the likes. We appreciate the subscriptions. It helps with our support. It's literally free. It takes one click. If you're already watching, I don't know why you wouldn't be subscribed. And be sure to check out our audio-only content on anchor.fm slash geeks and join the Facebook group for all the wonderful conversations and memes that Will will throw out once he's caught up with episode two because I'll tell you, he's already got a couple doozies he sent me, so just be prepared, folks. I've been Brent. Above me has been Sam. Happy to have him on for the today's panel. We got the man, the myth, the marble, Will Parker down below. And as my co-host, a gag on these balls, would say... Oh. Thank you for listening to Grone Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grone Geeks.